Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is some caustic rock music. It's replacing the bike show. Right up now, though, it's One Life Left. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. I'm Steve Curran. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And this is going to be amazing. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Is it? Because Simon isn't here again. Yes. And we don't even have a replacement Simon for him, for that Simon, this week. We don't even have a replacement Simon for the Simon who replaced Simon last week. Oh, what? We just have an empty chair. How do you feel when you look at the empty chair? Uh, fine, really. I mean, a Simon is good, but a Simon every week is sometimes too many Simons. <laughs> this is our break from uh, Simon. We do have a guest. We'll come to him in a second. But Anne, have you had a nice week? I have. It's been quite Olympic. It has been, hasn't it? It's been really Olympic. I'm quite enjoying it. Of course, we should explain for those of you listening, not on Resonance 104.4 FM across London, but listening on the podcast that we are a London-based radio show that yes. broadly talks about video games, but sometimes tangents off into other subjects such as the Olympics. Has it affected your transport? Well, no, I got an email yesterday from TFL, Transport for London, saying, um, whatever happens, don't travel anywhere near London Bridge. Okay. At which point I went, oh, well, that's where our radio station is. What? What are we going to do? I know. So I walked here, and it was fine. You know, that's why I'm in shorts today. You do look quite sporting today. Thank you. I'm in shorts because, well, for two reasons, Anne. Uh, The first reason, I I was fearful of the transport chaos, and I thought, well, I'll get here, but it'll probably stress me out a bit, and then I'll uh, I'll run back home. And secondly, I thought, um, I might get mistaken for an Olympic athlete. No, you won't. You haven't got one of the um, lanyards around your neck. Well, you say that, but uh, if I just stand up for a second, look at my shorts... Athens 2008? 2004. 2004? I, I was there. <laughs> I wasn't there. I bought the shorts in a charity shop. Oh, well anyway, uh, just wanted to show you my shorts on the radio. That's the first time this has happened in One Life Left. Another thing that's happening for the very first time is I'm going to introduce our special guest, and it's Brinley Gibson from Headstrong Games. Hello, Brinley. Hello. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, actually. Thank you so much uh, for coming here. You're an executive producer, aren't you? That is correct, yes. What does executive mean in the world of video games? Uh, Well, it's where we look after several projects normally, rather than just the one, and we're also looking after the money and the budgeting, as well as the actual construction of the game. Interesting. Interesting. You don't have to wear a suit, do you? I don't wear a suit. As you can see, I'm wearing a dirty shorts and a t-shirt. Why aren't you wearing shorts, Anne? Um, I'm not executive, Steve. Good point. Okay, uh, we need to press on, don't we? It's time for the news. Very, very. 
It's 7.04 on Monday the 30th of July. I'm Anne Scanthabry and this is the news. Apple has issued a patch for developers to stop the in-app purchases hack. The hack won't be properly fixed until the launch of iOS 6 later in the year. For now, developers can include the patch, which will verify purchases in an update. The dude that made the hack has admitted that there is no way to get around this fix, apart from one super clever move, choosing not to download an update for the app. Cunning. So we've been uh, quite in-app purchase heavy on One Life Left yeah, recently, we haven't have. we? Because we talked about this as a news story uh, last week, was it? Uh, yeah, a couple, no, a couple of weeks ago when Simon was here. Right, and it yeah. was particularly pertinent because I think last week, yeah. wasn't you said uh, you've been, been a, in-app a, purchasing. I've been addicted to in-app purchasing. How's that going? I, I stopped. Okay. I've reviewed the game now. That's, that's not an addiction. No. Um... No, it, it. I mean, it could have spiralled out of control, but I've stopped myself. I looked at my bank account and said, you can't really afford fake money. Mm-hmm. Stop that fake now. Fake energy drinks yeah. for your yeah. fake girlfriend. Yeah. Brinley, have you ever purchased anything? Um, I have purchased things. Things. Yeah, for sure. Objects. Um, have you ever purchased anything virtually? I have not actually jumped across uh, into that void. I've... I, I do buy a lot of apps, yeah. and uh, I actually have folders on my sort of phone and on my pad which say new, because it's, e- it's really easy, you know, 69p just to go, I'll try that, yeah. and that one, and that one. And this holiday that I've got coming up soon, I'm going to be sitting down and just playing through all these things that I've downloaded. That's easy, easy not to use them. Interesting. Would you ever be tempted to pirate money that doesn't exist? No. No, why would anyone? But then... You asked the question, why would anyone buy energy drinks that don't exist? And happened to you, didn't it, Anne? Because I could only get better that way, Steve. I'm not very good otherwise. Fair enough. OnLive has teamed up with Ouya to make hundreds of games available for play on demand at launch. Bruce Grove, the top UK man at OnLive, said, When OnLive first heard about Ouya, we were excited to see console gaming becoming more available and open. Like Ouya, we came to gaming with a new vision for making top quality gaming accessible to more people, and we continue to look for ways to expand on that vision. There's no better Ouya joke than the Gina G one we did the other week, so we aren't <laughs> even going to try. What was that joke? Uh, something about Ouya just a little bit. Look Brinley in the eye while you say that. Ooh, yeah, just a little bit, etc. That was, yeah. Mm. Oh. Okay. Look, there is no better joke. Are you I've a tried. new year sceptic, Brittany? Uh, Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. Gina G. That really did <laughs> say a lot about where my head is right now. This was meant to be a One Life Left this pop was. special, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I did ask last week after the show, I did... Um, tweet at Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys and ask him to come on the show. Not saying that you're not number one choice, but he never you got back to us. You could have been here with Nick Carter. That would have been yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, no. Anyway. Anyway. Brittany. That's a line from... That's Nicki Minaj's <laughs> yeah, rap from... Is. Anyway. Brinley, Hi. are you an Ouya sceptic? An Ouya sceptic? Um, yeah, I think so hmm. at the moment. But things are changing so fast, we'll have to see. I was sceptical about the 3DS. <laughs> Simon likes to bring that, and not the 3DS, the DS. I was, DS. My scepticism goes way back before that. I thought two screens, it's ridiculous. Where does it stop, Brinley? I know, and look at the two screens now, oh, everywhere. And now the two screens plus 3D. Are, are you sceptical because you think it might not ever get made? Um, I'm, I'm just not sure about the de- demand at the moment, you know. Really? Mm. I th- <laughs> yeah. But you know, enough people were sceptical about on live as well, yeah. and that sort of thing. And look at Dave Perry now. Yeah, but it's still not a, it's not a, it's not still not a real thing. Well, he's he's very successful. They sold it for yeah, they a sold lot it. of money. They made a lot of money, but we'll have to wait and see. So, you know, you're, so you're a, a, a Gakai sceptic as well. I am a Gakai sceptic. You an on live sceptic? Yeah, but what in are a year's you sceptical about? Uh, not the 3ds. I love it. Oh, okay. That- Ubisoft will have one of its major titles promoted by a bunch of teenagers. Commercial Break, a company set up by advertising and marketing grown-ups James Hillhouse and Susie Birkin, will be open for two months this summer and will work with a team of 8, 8 and 18 and 19-year-olds from underprivileged backgrounds. James said, We are thrilled to be working with Ubisoft. Video games are at the heart of creative entertainment for young people and this is a fantastic first project where we can draw out the creative skills from the Commercial Break team. I, I have so little interest in that story. Oh, why? <laughs> well, tell me why I should be interested. Sell it to me. Uh, because it's 
it's helping people get into uh, promoting games from a young age people right. who might not necessarily have the possibility to they'll be doing it in new and interesting ways that they uh, you know if you get Look to the young people, Steve, and they will provide you with fresh inspiration. It's not just sales and marketing getting cheap labour by the internship route. Um, I mean, that's a cynical look at this. Sorry, I'm not the resident cynic here, am I? No, you're not. Brinley. Hi. Um, well, they can do that anyway if they want to get cheap labour. It's easy to get people in. I don't think it's about that. I That's think it's true. great to get people from different backgrounds That's into true. games. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, you get people... We have this very international thing uh, in video games normally, and that always brings different aspects to the development. So different backgrounds is good. You're converting me. What do they have to gain from this, then, the marketing teams? Do you think that maybe, maybe by getting more of these people in to work with them, they'll be able to sell more of their products to that demographic? Um, yes. Mm. Yeah, you'd think so. Also, <clears throat> you know, if you start training people from a young age, uh, get them into the industry, get them, like, knowing what's going on, then they're going to only be better by the time they hit, you know, adult age. Do we want them to be better, though? This is the marketing team. What, are you against marketing? I'm against being manipulated. You're against being told Unless it's my product that's having the yeah. people being manipulated to like my product See, thing. would you... Um, get children to this is a dangerous question already game one of your games would I yeah would you how cheap are these children oh these kids are cheap really so cheap and how much publicity am I going to get out of it so much publicity I'd do it in a heartbeat Steve you're not okay has been told off by the Advertising Standards Agency for a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 advert. The ad was shown on November 2011 at 2.30pm during a Premier League match. It gained two whole complaints after it scared some kids. The punishment is a ban on putting the advert out before 7.30pm. Activision will be furious with this as the advert was encouraging people to pre-order the game, which has now been out for ages. Another sales and marketing story. Where are you getting these from? Is this to help because Simon's not here. Yeah. You've been stealing his copies of PR Week. Yeah. Interesting. I've been getting them done. Were these on Eurogamer? Yeah. Were they? Yeah. You love Eurogamer. I don't love you? Eurogamer. You, I, I saw you were tweeting about Eurogamer. Do you know today. what? It was brilliant. Uh, obviously, we're not talking about Peggy anymore because we know that it's coming and it's started. Uh, and it, we're done with Peggy. Yeah. But they Brindley, had. Pe- if you were going to go off on one about Peggy, don't bother, Brinley. We've done it. Okay. We've done it. It's covered. Uh, but Eurogamer did have a picture of Peggy Mitchell next to their story, which was incredible. That and on, an, on another story uh, about, I don't know, someone in trouble with share prices or something, there was a picture of Shampoo. The people that sang the song, Trouble. Incredible. I'm really super in love with the picture choices on Eurogamer okay. at the minute. Okay. If only ours was a visual medium. If only, mm. Steve. People could see my shorts. Um, So this is Activision. uh, Oh, no, they did something naughty in an advert. Is it shock marketing? No, I think that they probably just went... Well, they said that they edited it down and thought that it was totally fine. They took Mm. out all the bad bits and they didn't expect that, you know, it wasn't around a kid's show or anything. But aren't they getting more publicity from uh, media outlets like us reporting on it? Have we been sucked in again, Steve? I don't know. Have we, Brindley? I think so, yeah. I mean, is it a story? It's yeah. not really... Is this a story? <laughs> oh, zing! Yeah, quite. <laughs> Have you heard story? her news before? It is pretty much. <laughs> it's definitely a story. It qualifies within the confines of what One Life Left news is. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. It's a fair point, Anne. I think you've fallen for it. Have I fallen for it? I just thought it was quite funny that they're banned from showing an advert that they don't really need to ever show again. Well, quite. It sucks to be... Because they're getting all of this sort of mm. sorry guys and finally playstation beaters have been exploding across the world sony has reported that there have been 31 not quite explosions but instances of connection slots burning down during charging it is not believed to be a product malfunction but the result of liquids or other objects in the connections guys putting liquids and foreign objects into consoles is never going to end well stop doing it you idiots so is this actual fire well, they've just been like... Well, they, they described it as burning down, which I imagine... Mm. I mean, that sounds like fire, maybe sparks. I don't know, the down bit makes it sound like more of a technical melty. thing, like melty. burning down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been getting melty. Have you ever had a piece of hardware melt on you, Brinley? 
Uh, can I confess something? Yes. We, we love confessions. Okay. In fact, we need to get the Simon Mayo True Confessions oh, music. Yeah. That'd be a brilliant feature. Brilliant. Do you want to confess something every week? Um, Let's start with this many. one. Let's start with this and see yeah. how it goes. So uh, my first PC was a 286. Yeah. And uh, I got a sound card. I bought it um, and was very happy with it and decided to install it myself. And unfortunately, I didn't do a very good job. So when I turned it on, it went on fire. <gasps> oh, no. I then undid the PC, which I bought from Alders, the, mm. um, or the family had got for Christmas, um, yeah. and uh, I took out the sound card, put it back in the box, and didn't tell my parents. So to this day, my mum thinks PCs blow up. Oof. I'm sorry, mum, I've never told you. <laughs> my word. PCs don't blow up. Interesting. Have you ever had a piece of hardware gaming or otherwise melt on you? Um, I think I put a hairdryer on top of the oven once. <laughs> And that got a bit melty. Mm. But not, not through overuse. Not through accidental no. uh, bad hardware design. So, Sony, are they replacing these? No, uh, because they're saying it's not their fault. So it's they're your saying fault someone putting, put some <laughs> liquid in <laughs> their Vita. Like, maybe they were going, oh, I'm having such a great party. Hey, maybe the Vita would like to get involved. Oh, a little drink there, Vita. And just, you know, so, and that's like the only orifice that you can possibly pour a drink into. But it wasn't just one guy, was it? It was 31 people, 23 mm. of them in Japan. Mm. Really? Yeah. I wonder what the most popular liquid is in Japan. It's probably sake, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, broadcasting across London. We're talking about video games. That was this week's video game news, as plucked from Eurogamer by our news editor, Anne Scantlebury. Later in the show, we'll have some features, including Derek Williams' free market economy. It's going to be exciting, as always. And in the background, you can hear Mills DJ in Cosmic Crash. This is a piece of chiptune music that we have procured from chipmusic.org lots of other good stuff there but Brindley how are you doing? I'm alright settling into the chair now. Settling in you feeling good? Is um, this your first time on radio? Uh, this is first time on um, FM, the good one. FM radio <laughs> the good one. Yeah. I, had a, I had a student radio show. Right okay what was that on? That was Brunel University Radio B1000 Was it on FM? Uh, it was on, no. It was I, on medium wave? It was on medium wave. Like radio wave. 5? Mm. No. Sucks to be Radio 5. Sucks to be Radio 5, I guess. I mean, it's good. It's always good when you get video game radio shows on, on all kinds of media. But when you have medium wave, you get that hiss, you know. Have FM, is where it's at. FM is where it's at. And maybe, maybe someday Radio 5 will graduate to that. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Not in charge of the BBC. Brindley, you work at Headstrong Games. How's that? That's right. It's, it's good fun. Yeah. Um, so I've worked in the Kuju group uh, mm-hmm. for six years. So and I've been I've actually worked at Headstrong twice. This right, is my second okay. 
go. Loved it so much. Came back for more. Yes. After a little stint down in Brighton at Zoe, I, I came back to do uh, well, to do uh, New Art Academy, which we're going to be hopefully talking about a bit later, and some other things, which, of course, I can't talk can't about because it's the games about. industry. Oh, goodness. It's all right. No one, no one who likes games listens to this. You can, you can talk about it, but we'll come to that. So tell us about Art, art Academy. Okay, um, so yeah, it just came out in Europe last weekend. Well, can you tell us about the history of the franchise first? I sure, think, okay, and then, and then we'll talk about uh, and also what the game is because a lot of our listeners don't know about video games. So, if you could explain, uh, so okay, well, m- many moons ago, uh, the creative director at Headstrong Tank, uh, he had an idea. Um, he saw the DS and he thought, oh, you could definitely draw on that, you know, on the screen there. But surely everyone's doing that. What, what would be the thing to make it different? Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, you could teach on the top screen. So it was a really simple concept. And we luckily had a bit of a homebrew guy called Neil in the studio at the time. <clears throat> and we were already doing some projects with Nintendo. Uh, so we put a little demo together for them just over a month. Okay. And, and showed it to Nintendo. They, they liked it. And they gave us a little bit of money, and we did an experiment. Which and which part of Nintendo was this? This is NCL. This is the Japanese. Wow. So we did uh, Battalion Wars and Battalion Wars 2 with them. Okay. And uh, then we went on to do Art Academy. So you'd already curried some favour with them. They're notoriously <coughs> difficult to impress, aren't they? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a great quite... experience working with Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. It's very different to working with the American or European publishers, right, I have okay. to say. But can be really exciting. I mean, they are, in some ways, they're very modern and in mm. other ways, they're very sort of old and traditional. So um, if you have something that's not working in your game, you mm. can be honest and just say, look, this is rubbish. We just want to bin it. Right. And they'll normally, if, if they agree, they'll go along with it. They won't say, yeah, but you owe us that feature or uh-huh. you owe us a feature. They're okay. really sort of very cool about it. I mean, Art Academy, it took us almost three years to make that. Tiny, tiny team. This is the original version. Okay. A uh, very small team. How many people is, is a small team? Uh, we were mainly sort of four to six, but we went up to sort of 12 people. Right. Um, and we used a few outsourcers to build that. Uh-huh. Uh, often just one coder pretty much built the whole thing with a few other guys came right, in. Right, right, right. And about three artists who did the lessons. And so you would uh, you would do a build and you'd send it to Nintendo. They'd get back with uh, their thoughts and you'd mix those with your thoughts mm-hmm. and they'd be quite reactive to that, receptive to that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... We would send, actually, it was only sort of every few months we'd send them something. It wasn't like regularly. We'd send them a build. Okay. And the proof was very much in the build. They didn't care about, doc- they, they don't actually read our documents <laughs> that we sent them. So no GGD. Yeah. The, the proof is there on the cartridge. Uh, so if it doesn't work, it's, um, it's no good. Uh, and then they'd come over for these sort of long week sessions, going right. all the way through the weekend, uh, long hours. Everything's being translated. It's mm-hmm. quite slow. Uh, and sometimes they get a bit abstract, but they're, they're, they're good sort of game design sessions. Awesome. Through it. So Art Academy, the first one came out, and it was a success. It, it was. I mean, it came out first on DSi, which right. was... Um, they didn't actually... Well, when we were developing it, we were developing it mm. for the normal DS. Mm-hmm. And then one day they said, oh, have you, could you think about features if you had a camera? Okay. Went, okay. Could you think about maybe making it really small? Uh, <laughs> and we were like, okay. And then there was the launch for the DSi. And they were like, ah. They phoned us up and said, did you know we were launching a new console? And we were like, no, you didn't tell us. <laughs> but we were developing it. Anyway, it, it did well enough on the DSi. And then we did the, the DS version mm-hmm. so about a year later. And, yeah, it's done very, very well. Okay. Um, over sort of two million units uh, worldwide, wow. and um, half a million in the UK. Wow! So I mean, it's really European, very big in Europe. So it's sold on the on the back of this is the game that's going to teach you how to draw, right? Yep. yep, yep. So how do you follow that up with a sequel? If you've already learned how to draw, what do you do now? Uh, well, that's a good point. It was actually quite tricky to mm. sort of redo that that beginner's course. So the original only had a few lessons in it, and I mean it did really work. That was the thing. I actually got out some paints and paper and painted one of the first lessons. And we showed it to Nintendo and went, look, I can't paint. I've actually <laughs> painted this apple. So, um, you know, so we knew it worked. We knew we had the design there. We'd gone through the pain of working out how you teach through this sort of piece of software. Um, but we always wanted to do more, more topics. There's, there's so much you can do, different mm-hmm. styles, uh, different subject matter. So in the new version... Uh, we've got a lot more lessons. It's 32 lessons. Okay. So that's full teaching lessons and these mini lessons. And how, how long is each of those lessons about? They're as long as, you know... It you, takes you to draw them. But, um, as long as a piece you know, They can be yeah, half an hour to an hour. Okay. Um, 
and we've got two courses this time we do have this beginners course that's the sort of thing we've redone mm-hmm. uh, although it's totally new new things t- totally brand new lessons mm-hmm. plus then we have an advanced course now and we're doing a lot of portraits and more complicated images right okay so as part of uh, of one life left's remit uh, we have to provide all kinds of different features to our audience. Mm. Features that go outside, I think, the confines of the things that you would expect to find in a video game radio show. And one of those that we haven't done for a while... No. ...is an art. Uh, wh- why haven't we done that feature for a while? Uh, I think I... I got bored. Okay. <laughs> I lost think, the love. Do you think you, find, you, found, um, you found the limits of your... Yeah, there were definite limits to my uh, drawing abilities. Um, stopped pretty soon. But no longer, because Brinley's brought in, brought in a build of the game he has. Uh, for you to play with, and you've been uh, working on that right now, haven't you? Yeah. For the last few minutes. Um, I've been mostly using the colour green Really? Today. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a character from a game that I um, have played on my iPhone fairly recently. Uh, it's been out for a long time though. So mainly the colour green. Um, quite a bulbous head with a sort of trumpet nose. Okay. I'm building a picture in my head now of this character. A stalk comes down from it. Some leaves are underneath. Okay. I should explain I haven't seen what Anne's drawn yet. Um, but I, I, when I do I'm going to guess. Now normally our listeners yeah. would, would guess. We can't do that. But you're going to put this drawing I assume yeah, on the internet it, if you can. I'll put it on the internet. Um... Um, and some spheres, green spheres, okay, why, coming from its face. Why don't you let me have a look at this? this. Why, why don't you have a little look? That's pretty good. Isn't it good? It's pretty amazing. It's quite arty, doesn't it? So I use the um, uh, the coloured pencil feature. Oh, that's okay. one of our new features. Oh, what do okay. you think, Brindley? Yeah, well, it's clear what it is, I think. Yeah. What, what, what would you say? Actually, maybe we should leave it open to question. And any listener who writes in and gets every answer, yeah. can win something that Simon will provide when he comes <laughs> back. But I will be taking pictures of them. You will be taking pictures of them. Yeah. So how did you find it drawing on there? Um, it was good. I think that the... So, like, I quite like drawing with coloured pencil on here because it makes it look very arty. Mm-hmm. So the character that I've drawn is usually very cartoony. But with a coloured pencil, it gives it that kind of natural look. Um, but, yeah, it was good. Brilliant. Are there any tips you could offer Anne on that drawing sure that can, she's can you turn, turn it around a little bit yeah. let's have a look there so oh you have so you've done some shading as some well some shading though. yes yeah so um, and I think you could well you could probably build up the image more maybe with a little hint of a background going hint on there background. hint of a background interesting okay to place yeah. the uh, character does the uh, does the game let you share your uh, your your creations yeah it does so um we Obviously, you can do uh, the spot pass with mm-hmm. your friends. You can send them, and you can use the in sort of messaging system, so you can send it to friends. Mm-hmm. But you can save it out to your SD card, okay. and then you can put it out onto the internet as well. There's been a couple of reviews that have sort of caused a bit of confusion over it because uh, once you go through, a, put it into your gallery and go through a certain stage, you can't then save it to your SD card. So uh. you get the choice to do it, and you should do it at that point. You should um, always do that. And uh, <laughs> then you have it, and you can send it, email it to your friends or Facebook yeah. it. Once you've got it on the SD card, you can do what you will. Can it. I tweet it? You could tweet it. Can I? But you can't do that from, from the app. It? Can I you people could, you it? Could, we think LinkedIn might be the next big yeah. thing. Yeah? I yeah. think so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll come back to that in the, the, the what's next section. <laughs> For now, uh, we'll have a little bit of Derek Williams. This week I decided to have a look at a chart in a different place. Instead of looking at commercial games, I decided to have a look at free game site Congregate and see what the top games were there. My intention was that I would have a go on each of the top five or something and provide some kind of comment about them. However, I kind of became addicted to the number one game, Kingdom Rush. It's a fantasy medieval tower defense game from Armour Games with some very nicely drawn cartoony graphics. You know, actually thinking about it, it sort of reminds me of it as settlers. That'll be due to those little soldiers that come out of the guard towers. It's got a few nice features such as recharging special attacks, such as meteor showers, smart bombs, and reinforcements that you can place anywhere on the battlefield. 
feels a little more interactive than those tower defence games and certainly has got that one more go appeal. Though currently I find myself struggling to beat the 10th level, dastardly as it is. The game's also available on the iThing, though on the iPod that I have I found it a bit awkward as you can't see all the battlefield at once, thus reducing your tactical ability and making the game a lot more fiddly. Now this has got me thinking as why the tower defence style of game seems not to exist on the DS. Maybe it's just that the screen is just too small for that sort of thing to be effective. About the closest we have is Plants vs Zombies which, while excellent, isn't quite the same thing. Actually, having done a bit more research, it seems THQ have released desktop tower defence for the DS. So there's another example of the genre. Still, there's not very many anyway. You'd have thought that considering they're all over the internet that have made it into something like that in a more significant manner now. Anyway, I'm Derek Williams and there really isn't any defending the sloppy workmanship that has gone into this free market economy. Thanks Derek, brilliant as always. It's time for our letters. Um, we've got a couple of letters this week. Okay. Uh, first one from David Griffiths. Okay. Hello, David. Hi, team and super special guest? Question mark. Question mark can be removed. It's me. Are you really hiring? If so, please consider this my application. Okay. This is worth pointing out that we did say on Twitter this week made that we joke. were. We made a joke, didn't we? Is it a joke? It was definitely a joke. Because Irrational Games, uh, they post, they posted an advert. We love Irrational Games. I think they're an amazing video game company. They posted an advert that said they were only accepting applicants who had a Metacritic score of above... Uh, 85. Above 85? That seems remarkably high. No, it's true. Really? 85? Yeah. Anyway, um... I don't know about you, Brinley, but I think that this trend in the video game industry is pretty ridiculous and annoying. And somebody on the One Life Left Twitter... Luckily it's anonymous. ...put out a call saying that we were hiring, but we were only accepting uh, accepting applicants who had a Metacritic of above 90%. <laughs> because we, Brinley, have standards. We have high standards. And so we apparently got one, one application. Yeah. Um, here's the application. Um, I have produced the following top trumps based on the attributes that I feel are most important when producing the nation's favourite video game radio show. This would then allow you to compare me with other applicants, saving you time by removing the need to read through countless CVs and conduct interviews. Top speed, 47 miles per hour. Strength, 80. Flair, 4 out of 5. Range, 55. Stamina, 7. Special skill, revenge, 70. Trust that you find the above to be in order. Please could you reply with, uh, with my starting salary and benefits package, along with a summary of my duties. Anyway, got to go, Dave. Did sound pretty impressive, didn't it? Yeah. I'd quite like to hire him, I think. Okay. <laughs> maybe um, maybe we should get more readers to write in with their top Trump's attributes. I do like that. Maybe that's a uh, good Listeners, uh, obviously. I mean, if you, are, <laughs> if you are using vocal recognition to transcribe One Life Left and then printing it out... Good. Wow. Power to you. Wow. Maybe but if you are just taking the traditional route of listening uh, and you want to send in your top trumps cards... Please do, team at onelifeleft.com. Excellent. Um, Sorry, before you go on, I was going to ask, because we've only got two letters to read out, so we might yeah. as well Let's sort of riff on that a little bit longer. Brindley? Yes. Metacritic, good thing or bad thing? Um, I'm not really a fan uh, because certain games obviously don't do very well. Um which kind of skews it a little mm-hmm. bit. So if somebody's doing, like, kids' games, for example, they might have a terrible Metacritic but actually be making brilliant games for that target, for that audience. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit unfair. I um, know no one in the video game industry who likes it, and equally I know very few people who don't know what their game's Metacritic score is because it is so important, and I think that's why people resent it I, so much. I could work at a studio that do, you know, very big AAA games and work on two games mm-hmm. over, like, ten years is mm-hmm. and have a high Metacritic or I could work on a smaller studio and we have a high turnover of games and obviously it's going to mm-hmm. pull your Metacritic down. I mean if you look at something like Just Dance for example, that game has made, regardless of you know anyone's personal uh, opinions about whether that's a good or a bad game as if there's such a, a thing in this world of subjectivity and individual likes and dislikes, it's made so many people happy, right? Mm-hmm. That piece of media. But unfortunately our 
um, our, our critical media is so skewed towards one tiny, tiny, tiny part of the, the video game pie that if you make a game like that, you're always going to suffer, uh, uh, you know, a low Metacritic score. And what does it mean? It means nothing. Yeah. I apart mean, from if you're applying to work at One Life Left. Well, there's some some games you can do that uh, are so unreviewed you don't get Metacritic at all, so you can <laughs> escape. Oh. Which is even better. Okay, and second letter. Um, hello, team. Uh, po- possibly plus a returning Simon, and even more possibly plus a super special guest. Half right. No Simon. Um, I don't know if you've realised, but the Olympics are on. I did realise. Yeah. Now in the past, this meant that we could play lots of unofficial video game tie-ins, but since Lowcog have released that, uh, have realised that it's much more fun to sue everyone for even thinking about the Olympics, these games have dried up a bit. I was then going to go into a bit about waggling versus button bashing but I couldn't make it not sound rude so instead I'll ask what was your favourite unofficial tie-in? Mine was the reskinned version of Bioshock 2 where you play the actual Big Daddy and just run around doing daddy splashes on goddamn sploicers. Cheerio Ben! <laughs> that joke will work for very few people but I enjoyed it. <laughs> It's a wrestling yeah, joke. Yeah. It's, it's it's fine. So, favourite unofficial tie-in? I don't know. Favourite game that you could link into the Olympics? Well, there was the boy in the opening ceremony that was on a uh, 3DS playing a not-actual game. I did see that. The game yeah. uh, ceremony was quite video game-themed, wasn't it? It was very techie. Mm. Was it? They were playing Push the Button while that was on by the Sugar Babes, I noticed. <laughs> yeah. And this is the One Life Left pop special it starring is. Nick Carter. <laughs> I think that, w- that was uh, Nintendo UK marketing working was their it? magic. Though. Really? I don't know if that's true, but Probably they're the guys pushing it. our game, so I'm hoping, yeah. hoping it is. But they didn't put an actual game in there. Should have put our academy in there. <laughs> Should have. Should have drawing and getting a top score of 2012. Maybe in the closing ceremony. Uh, if you have any letters, any things you want to point out, any job applications or top trumps cards, you can email us by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. worth pointing out as well that we absolutely love normal post. Yeah, 144 Borough High Street. We had a, we had a letter London. last week. Yeah, that was super exciting. the most exciting thing that's ever happened to us. Okay, we'll have a little bit of music, then we'll be back after that with more features and more chats. hundred hours, Dr. Avatar, emergency dictation for patient of all cosmos, comma, prince. 
The small green adolescent was retrieved from beneath a giant katamari ball he'd been previously rolling through the downtown core. His extraction was complicated by the clearing of several cars, a skyscraper, 1,200 business people, a giant squid, a Ferris wheel, and a karate dojo. I'm consulting orthopedics, and I will attempt to stabilize with fluids. 1,600 hours. X-ray imaging of the thoracic spine reveals severe anterolisthesis and fracture of several vertebral bodies, and pelvic angiography suggests that he is actively bleeding. Mr. of All Cosmos shows all signs of having collapsed from exhaustion after rolling his ball around the clock for days. It was only natural that he would be in danger of fainting, and as he is not improving, I intend to phone his next of kin. 1605 hours. The patient was joined in the ER by his father of all cosmos, comma, King, who immediately proceeded to electrocute him for his failure to complete his task. I can see how this abusive relationship produced the circumstances in which we found the patient, and furthermore have learned that his father is a raging alcoholic. I am obligated to inform child services. Still, he is delightfully eccentric, and that was a very impressive spot defibrillation. Ending dictation for patient of all cosmos, comma, Prince. That's Dr. Avatar. Before that, you heard a piece of music, which was Nucleus Over Encumbered Again from chipmusic.org. How are you getting on, Anne? Um, <clears throat> this one's not going so well. It's a lot of greys, Steve, and there's a perspective in it, and I'm not very good at perspective. <laughs> so I can. There is a lesson to handle that if, oh, you, is there? if you do the course. Yeah. I so. didn't do the course. This Doesn't everything have some kind of perspective in not it? Not everything, Steve. Not when you see it from my perspective. If there's no perspective, isn't it just a black screen? Yeah. Okay. That's what I see most of the time. Okay. So tell us more about what you're drawing. Um, I'm drawing a vehicle, Steve. A vehicle. A made up mostly of greys and blacks um, in the background there is browns, a lot of browns uh, and actually because I'm copying it from its um, uh, the front cover of the game there's also some, it looks a bit like an explosion but that doesn't happen in the game um, ok you're going to have to shout me and I'll describe it some more to the um, listeners cause I don't think you're going to be able to get it Steve well I can describe it in much more detail than you can, my god <laughs> Have you, tested, have you tested how much this game teaches people? Because that is, she seems that to be regressing terrifying. at the moment. Mind you, she hasn't done the lessons. That's the problem, isn't that it? That's the key. Yeah. Okay, well, what I'm looking at here is sort of like a... It's like after a monorail crash. <laughs> isn't it? Or, or it's like a, a grey minibus emerging from a warp gate. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm lost with this. It is a vehicle, it's definitely grey, and there's a big streak of yellow at one side. Um, I don't know. Can I have, yeah. have a look, Brindley? Okay. Mm. So you've used pastel, I see, though. I've used pastel, though. Yeah. I thought that I would... Um, you is know, that a clue? Quite... No. Uh, okay. No, no, that's literally what she's done. It's but... quite um, a mechanical game. Okay, mm. mechanical. So I thought that pastels would offset that nicely. It's a mechanical game with a grey car in it, or vehicle. Yes, Steve. With tyres. Yeah. And what's the yellow thing? That's just what it looks like on the front of the game. That does not happen in the game. In fact, you don't actually see this uh, in the game at all. Okay. But this is a key component of the game. Okay, well, if you've got any ideas on that and the previous one, definitely email in. Team at onelifeleft.com. Um, because I have no clue <laughs> and I can actually see it and we'll be putting it up on the website later this week. Oh, I and yeah, there'll be a prize uh, for the person who manages to get all of them. Or any of them, really. <laughs>
You're listening to One Life Left. We're a show about video games. And today, Anne is doing some art. Yes, I am. She's explained to me what that last thing was. And I should say that if you are a regular listener to One Life Left, you'll have heard Anne talk about this this video game before. There's a clue. It makes sense now. Yeah. With hindsight, it makes sense. Think about what could possibly be a game on my sh- on my um, phone that I will have reviewed at some point. Think about that. How are you, how are you enjoying the experience of drawing on a video game system rather I like than it. a rather than on a pen pa- and paper? Yeah, uh, it's good. I got more colours than I would um, have at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's fact. And different ways. So you yeah. used pastel I've so used far and pencils. And pencil. I'm gonna go for something else in a bit. Okay. Well, don't don't let us know. Oh, really? Have you started your next no, one yet? No, not yet. We're gonna do I'm that. Just considering. Okay. Well, maybe we will do that. Um, after the review section, which we should, uh, I suppose we should get on with now. So, maybe I should be playing the Apologies soundtrack instead, but I have to apologise. I haven't played anything this week. There's a reason, though. It's not that I hate video games and One Life Left and the listeners. It's not. It's, It's completely plausible and credible. I had intended to play something on PSN or something on my uh, iDevice or something on my Android, but then something happened to me last week. Two things happened to me, actually. First off, um, which was the second thing that happened, but the less important of the two, I broke my phone. That was annoying because I dropped it on the floor, but I've replaced it now. Don't worry about me. The first thing that happened uh, was that my bank card got eaten at the cash machine. That's in really Brighton. Annoying. I know it's super annoying. And uh, but I was fine with it. I went out and got some cash like in the olden days. Got yeah. some actual money and started spending that on things like sandwiches and Lego and yeah. exchanging paper for goods and services. But then I realized all of my games that I play these days are online purchases. Mm. And because I had to essentially have my card replaced and cancelled, none of those would work anymore. So I haven't been able to buy anything. Oh. And the video game industry is crashing because of my inability to buy anything. Did you not try and hack anything, Steve? I did not do that. Uh, I pay for all my in-app purchases, my energy drinks. Good, good job. So uh, that's my review of my week. I'd give it a very, very low 7 out of 10. Uh, you know, because I've enjoyed the Olympics. The opening ceremony was good. But I haven't played any video games. Anne. Uh, yes. What have you been I playing? have been playing Blind Football. What? Yeah, it's a Channel 4 game what? to help promote the Paralympics. Um, so it's an audio game. Okay, obviously. obviously. Um, but you get uh, tutorials um, where you can. So what you do is uh, it's an audio game where you can hear. Firstly, there's a bell in the ball. Okay. Um, you can so you can hear where that's going. You also have people shouting at you, so you get uh, directional information that way. So you start off doing some tutorials, for example, passing. You have people standing around you in a, a little semicircle, and um, they shout and they say, "Over it, over it, over it!" And then you have to sort of line yourself up so that you uh, get them in centre. Obviously, you have to be using left and right headphones mm-hmm. um, to be able to hear properly. So yeah, so then you pass it to them. Uh, you do tacklings where you try and um, figure out which direction the person's coming from so you can go and tackle them also you avoid being tackled um, and you can shoot as well and you can hear where the goalposts are so you can tap to how can you hear that so uh, I mean on the um, in the game you tap A and S to hear the left okay. and the right this sounds like quite a decent simulation of blind football doesn't yeah, it yeah because so there's also on there there's like little videos about blind football okay. as well um, it's really interesting um, and they do have, um, so they'll have a man standing behind the bowl, goal saying, here's where one post is, here's where another post really? is, here's the centre. Um, and so <laughs> everyone that's in, in the game is blind or partially sighted, apart from the goalie who is um, who has full vision. Um, and I know, weird, right? Um, but everyone else who's in the game um, also has to wear blindfolds to make sure that there's no disparity between uh, how partially sighted or blind you might be. Amazing. So yeah, it's um, it's really good. It's really interesting teaching you about uh, blind football. Um, and the little tutorials are really good to get you going on that. Then you go and play a full game. And it's just like a load of tutorials and it's not like a proper game. Oh. And I was a little bit disappointed by that. It okay. didn't flow. You had to complete a tackle before you could go and do... Go and score a goal or something. Right, it doesn't build up to the full no. version. And then you, and then you go back and do it again and again. Okay. And yeah, 
It was such a like really enjoyable um, like concept. I really like audio games. It was really good. It was really good at getting me to understand about blind football and what it's like playing it. But the game just didn't really okay. make it happen for me. Score? I'll give it a seven out of ten. Fair enough. Brinley, what have you been up to? I um well, I've been trying to deal with uh, being a games developer. So I've been playing Zombies Run. Okay. Uh, which is a running game. How does that help you with being a games developer? Because I sit down most of the day, <laughs> but when I have zombies chasing me, I run. So um, tell us about Zombies Run. How does it work? So essentially, it's like a, an in, a semi-interactive audio play. Okay. You listen to chapters uh, as you go for your run, and they're interspersed with songs from your uh, playlists or just from your music library. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you get a horde of zombies after you, and you have to run extra hard, and it, it checks out actually how fast you're running at that point to make sure you're running away from them and as you run and hear the story and it's a nice it's really nicely done sound design good actors mm-hmm. good script uh, which is you know not always uh, the case in a video game um, you well, you pick things up as you run along uh, and then when you get back home you can look at your base and you can like level up different buildings in your base and that unlocks new missions that you can go out and play amazing how much is it um, I actually cannot remember how much it costs. Sorry. <laughs> so this is a, is it is it iPhone only, um, or is it on other devices? It's well, it's definitely on the iPhone. Okay. It could be on Android as well. Okay, that's interesting. And so you, you've been uh, have you found it's helped you do more running or? It's made me want to get up and play the mission again. It's not actually running. It didn't make me want to run harder or longer. Uh-huh. Uh, well, no, it did actually. It keeps <laughs> me going because I want to hear the next story bit. And the story is really how good. long are the story sections? So they're only like a, about the length of a song. So two to three minutes and you know then it, in, it goes back to a song this sounds really really good i think it's well worth playing uh, if you like running definitely give it a go okay i hate running but i really want to play it because uh, it sounds like something I'm shall we play. should we both play it Anne? let's both play let's it. both play it let's get a- on separate eye devices Obviously. i'm not running with you no one earphone each <laughs> could that work uh yeah could work couldn't it maybe we should maybe we should maybe. uh what are you going to give it i think a fair 7 out of 10. Okay, excellent. Um, if you have any uh, reviews or suggestions for games for us to review, uh, please do email in... Team Left and Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Jellica. Uh, earlier in the show, you heard Balloon Bear again. All music taken from chipmusic.org, which I can't recommend highly enough. There's all kinds of different chip music. All kinds. It's crazy to say you don't like it. And we try and play a variation on One Life Left because that is what we do, isn't it, Anne? Yeah. It's nice to not have Simon here sneering mm, about it. Oh, so it's quite good. Oh, prefer no, a bit of Muse. Olympic song. Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? Uh, that was funny. Oh, I miss him though. Yeah. You won't miss him when he's back. That's true. 
absence makes the heart mental. Yeah. Mm. How are you getting on with your uh, next uh, next work? Steve, I am pleased with this one. Really? I am pleased with it. I've used um, mixed arts in this one, mixed mm. materials. Mixed materials, what does that mean? Well, Brindley? I've been using... Oh, well, yeah, she's... Um, let's have a look. So I've had yeah. a bit of um, paint there. Is it watercolour? Uh, it's acrylic paint. Acrylic. Acrylics. I've used some acrylic paint, Acrylics. Steve. Okay. I've also used um, some pencils, some more coloured pencils, and I've used some pastels in there as well. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. So what have you been drawing? See, I've drawn a face. Um, it's a simple-looking face with brown hair and headphones on. And in the background, there is some blue. And brown hair? Yeah, brown hair that's sticky up. It's really, really sticky up hair. Must be Mario. It's not Mario. Without his cap on? No. Just after he's woken up in the morning? No. It's Mario. Is it Sonic? Brown hair, Steve. Sticky up hair. Brown sticky up Sonic hair. after he's fallen over. <laughs> In some mud. Yeah, or chocolate. No. Okay, tell us more about the character. Um, the character wears headphones. I've forgotten his name. I'm not going to tell you the name, even if I can remember <laughs> it. Um, he, he's a, he, he does stuff with... He does stuff? <laughs> you do stuff, I don't know. Um, he's, uh, he's got sticky up hair, he wears headphones. <laughs> it's blue. You've said all of these things before. See, all right, show me the drawing. Show me the drawing. Do a thing with it. Okay. So I'm looking at this, uh, this drawing. Do you know who it is? Very appropriate, it isn't, is, isn't it? it? Very appropriate yeah. for this, oh. yeah, this, this game. I did not mean to do that. Um, it is a, um, he's got, he's got like, I don't know whether it's his hair though, is it? It's more of a hat. It's a weird red hat. I've worn that hat. You, ha- you have. Brown. There's a picture of you doing that. Yeah. It's definitely red. This is very good, Anne. This is. Oh, it is red. Sorry, I've done brown instead of red. No, no, no. That looks red to me. It looks red. It looks good. Brilliant. Okay, I'm very, very impressed. So, um, I don't know whether that was that was a good enough description, really, for people to guess. I think when it they is. when they see it, they'll get it though. Yeah, when <laughs> they see it. So we will put all three of these online on the internet yeah and then uh and then someone can guess and, and simon's going to give you an amazing prize it might be a cuddle oh for goodness not sake. you oh the winner fine oh that'll be nice for you It's One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a radio show about video games, and this week has been our pop music special. Oh. Well, it would have been. It's been our art special instead. It's been our art special instead. That's more upmarket, Steve. Thanks to Brinley and Art Academy. Uh, you excited? About About your game? About New Art Academy? Yeah, I'm really excited. I think we've... We learned a lot making the first one, and we've really improved it with so many sort of new features, new You've media. You've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Well, a- anyone who plays it can really get something from it, which that that is the biggest buzz for us. Isn't it works. It? And so, what happens to you next? It's all done. You get to go on holiday, don't you? That is. Well, I am actually going on holiday, <laughs> uh, to Sweden for a couple of weeks, which would be nice. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's onwards and upwards. M- more things to come, which yeah. I can't talk about. <laughs> what colour is games. it? Yes, give us an exclusive. What colour is your next project? Um, Just dominant colour. You can go for two if you want. It's green. green. 
green. green. There we go. Hedgeron Games exclusive. Thank you to all of our contributors today, to Derek and to Adam, to all of the musicians who've been brilliant. But most of all, listeners, thank you to you. Yeah. And you as well, Anne. Nah. A bit. Nah. Uh, we will see you next week. We've been One Life Left. And until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>